Welcome to Overtown on Inferno, your weekly roundup of all the big stories in CSGO. Quicker than Cloud9 can make a polo. Uh, a quick reminder, rate and review is the end of the episode. It really helps us. I'm Logan. This is AZ-esque. Let's get into it. Um, we have a lot of things to talk about this week, and none of them are particularly like large things. They're just... A variety of small things in addition I, to the I, I think so. I mean for me personally oh. some of them are very big very <laughs> close to my heart okay so we'll, we'll start with the thing that happened the furthest to go and then we'll get into some roster moves because there's a ton of them right. uh so big thing uh cloud nine one i am dallas so uh basically there's no asterisks there but the north american team won a north american tournament <laughs> even <Don't- laughs> even if they're a north american there would still be multiple asterisks. Oh yeah, but um, they're not. They're not even North American. Yeah, if you didn't catch it, um, there were about a million players missing. Uh, so Sphinx was missing from Entz, who was the uh, in the finals. Yeah, Navi was missing. Uh, Phase was there, but they lost. <laughs> Phase um, were missing. Phase were kind of missing. Uh, Hampus was missing. Um, Snacks was there though, which was cool, and yeah. he played well. He was popping off. He was good. We like that. That's like Love huge poggers. Yeah, that's a huge amount of poggers. Um, yeah, Cl- I mean, Cloud Nine won. It was a three-zero best of five final. Like it, it, was it wasn't incredibly boring grand final. It was as so as boring. Was over. You knew the result. You just would. It was just do they win it three-zero or win it three-one? Like that was yeah, all it, it was. was. Just it was. Yeah. Um. I don't really have a huge amount more to say on this. It, it was it's, oddly, it was a boring event. Like I'm, I'm going to say that I thought I mean, this was. It's not I thought this, there was a lot of stand. I, I really think we should stop having events in the U.S. until they sort out like visa issues because every single event in the U.S. just has massive visa issues. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something controversial. I agree. Yeah. It's it's. I'm American it's, and I'm agreeing with this. this it's stupid to have events. It's stupid to have events here when you can't have half the players here. Like we need go we have need them in Canada or something. Until we figure out what's going on. Here's the thing. I don't uh, like. I'm not an immigration lawyer or a visa lawyer or whatever it is. Right. I don't know exactly what's hitting all the players with it. Like I, from, uh, from like what we've heard, this is not like totally a player issue as well. Um, but. Like, it, it sucks to have events without, like, full teams, right? Mm-hmm. So let's maybe make events with full teams. Like, that that's all yeah. That's all I have on yeah. that part. Wait, like, wait, like, yeah, it's getting silly now. Like, every single event in the U.S. seems to have this problem. Like, can you imagine if this was a major? I'm sorry. You know what's happening in the U.S. in, like, four or five months, right? It could be any, any number of things. League of Legends Worlds is happening across oh, the U.S., true. Mexico, and Canada. Yeah, true. How many pl- like? It's. I think it's probably easier to get um, Koreans in than it is. What about all the Russians LEC and... European teams? Yeah, but there aren't many like, <laughs> Israeli players. There's. They're all. They tend to be from. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have... this, like the central, the the the, the f- more the bigger countries in a sense. Oh darn! What about all those Turkish players? Yeah, um... I mean, that's that's a problem. Like. Broken Blade yeah. might actually have an issue. Like, yeah, I mean, Broken Blade's been to America. He had to play for TSM. All right, not the point. <laughs> totally different <easy> story. <laughs> um, 
TLDR on on Dallas. I mean, it, it it was nice to see. First of all, it was nice for me to have games go on till eleven p.m. Eastern, um, at least. That was that was super nice. It was nice to see an American crowd again at an event because it's been a really long time since we've been in America, um, even pre-pandemic. I think it's been a while. Um, yeah. So that was nice. It was but like, like I think. give us good events, please. And no, don't stop giving them events. Like, well, no, if you, if stop, you giving to, us, if you stop giving us events, Canada. Like, Canada will be fine. Stop giving us events when you can't have full teams there. Like it well, goes against the point. Events at all. Well, no, I, I, I'd like events. I don't want to have I, to I pay for I think Canada's points. probably your best bet because they're going to be a little well, bit easier to work to with. To be fair, I am New York should come back around and we'll figure it out there. Um, <laughs> all right. We have a million roster moves. There's we'll like start five, at, but it's fine. Uh, no, there's more we're forgetting, just so you're aware. We'll start at the beginning. EG oh, have officially that. signed Carpe Diem and the Party Astronaut roster to what they are deeming the blueprint um, which no, that's actually what they're calling it. I swear to God, they're actually calling it the blueprint. I mean, it's actually cut. Like, I really want to call it cringy because I don't like EG. That's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind um, of a cool name for it. So, so the so they, someone from the EG team released a whole thing on this, and I swear to God, we're going to stop talking about League of Legends after this. But this is the last bit of League of Legends we have to talk about, which is EG has had an immense amount of success in North American League of Legends because of their academy team and their amateur team and the way that they use the academy and the amateur team. So they're trying to take that philosophy and move it into Counter Strike. Yeah, whether it works or not, that's so a by, very separate question. By turning thirty-year-old in-game leaders to their academy team. Yeah, don't worry about that. Um, whether it works or not, that's a very separate question. But uh, I, I like the idea. I don't. I'm not sure the execution's perfect. Like party, come on, like come on. I like Jonji. Are we really? How much growth can this team really do? Like maybe the plan is you give them like a year and then you call up like a Jonji to the main quote unquote yeah. roster. You call up the best players from Carpe DM and you just sort of rotate these squads around until you have one that isn't like bad. But I don't, I like the idea and I think Carpe DM, good signing. I, I'm not convinced by the party astronauts one. I mean, like maybe I'll be, maybe I'm wrong, maybe with time and resources and time spent in Europe, like maybe this team, yeah, they're playing at a, what I imagine it can. They're playing at Pinnacle Cup right now. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the plan in Brazilian, they would call that O Plano, which is a team that moved to zero zero nation. Just segues. Um, they're they're looking about the word segue. Um, it's actually spelled S E G S E G U E. Yes. Well, yeah, when you're talking about the, a lot of people think it's the same as the, the ride on yeah bicycle thing. Totally separate anecdote. I've been to the house of the guy that invented the Segway. Not the literary term, but the, the physical moving thing. Bizarre. How, I, it's I, a really I cool house. I cannot, how many times does that come up in conversation? Like that is a surprising amount for you. So so he's he's the he's in charge of a bunch of other things. If you want to find his house, it's very cool. Go <laughs> online and search Dean Kamen. Um he's in charge of other things as well. But he's very well known for the Segway thing. Um okay. Oh, Plano. Charges geniuses. He came up Honestly, with Honestly, maybe under... <laughs> if he was in charge of Evil Geniuses Counter-Strike, he it may have maybe be doing a little bit better. Um, okay. Zero Zero Nation. Targeting six. Count that. That's that's more than five. Uh, Godsend players. 
Uh, and by I, players, I mean members. I say I didn't. I didn't read the article. I assumed they were like signing their entire team, and then I don't know, like a female player or something as a stand-in. No, so they're Which would be kind of hype. But so the Dust to Brazil article, not Dust to US. Screw Ryan. Uh, Dust to Brazil article uh, reads: uh, Taco. Lado, Dumau, Barton, and the coach Chucky and Alan Diego, meaning that VSM, Try, and Malbs would be moving to the bench, and that Henny would be the only member not moving over from Godsent. So I heard yesterday somebody I follow tweeted that um, Try might be staying. I was just to say, so who the fuck's opping? Uh. Because the offers are Try and Henny. Dumao can op. And if, God sent love. They're just allowed to have anyone op. Like, if this move goes through, I would like to see. So so Henny is the one not moving over. Like, I don't know. I'd like to see God sent sign Malv's try and, like, you know, sign the good players that are leaving 0 0 Nation. Yeah, I, I honestly think that Malv's and Try are better than. The Godsend guys, I think that they were just Malbs and Try were put in this kind of shitty situation on Zero. Well, the better nobody. Well, yeah, but like. <laughs> Which is what I, they would have. Well, but my, my point is, I think that Try and Malbs are actually really, really good players. I mean, we've been yeah. saying the praises of Malbs for about ever. Um, I think they're probably better than the players they're bringing over. I think they just haven't had no, good teams. Dumao's, Dumao's unbelievable. Dumao's a fucking. Okay, Dumao may be unreal. unreal. Uh, Lato ah. is whatever phelps is ridiculous like that godsend team was dripping with talent like the one thing it didn't lack was talent um but i don't know man it seems strange i i I think like the good thing for zero zero nation is that if taco comes over maybe cold zero doesn't in game lead genius making The, the bad thing is you're spending a lot of money for a slight upgrade it's a slight upgrade, talent-wise. Like the, the problem with that team was always cold zeros in-game leading. <laughs> like you watch Zero Zero Nation, you don't go, ah, oh, if only this team had more firepower. I mean, you can always have more firepower, don't be wrong. But <laughs> they had more firepower than some of the teams they were losing to. They just didn't have a good in-game leader. Like That team was messy. And they were like, ah, oh, yeah, so that, what we need to do is give cold zero carte blanche to sign half the Brazilian scene and ruin some more fucking... Ruin some more careers so he can bait them. So here's the question. Would the last dance have been better if Cold Zero was there or not? Worse. It'd be worse. Okay. Because Cold Zero at his peak was one of the most resource heavy players in the world, but good enough to he was like blame F if instead of like exit kills he got like clutches. Um he was like really resource. You had to play. You had to do everything to get him into position. But once you did, he would he would win the round every time. Yeah. Um, nowadays, he requires slightly less resources, but with infinitely less impact. He's just not a good player anymore. I, I, I I've watched enough of Cold Zero on phase on complexity on Zero Zero Nation. He's not a good player anymore. Yeah. I, I you can you can argue with me if you want. Maybe he makes a comeback on this team and he looks like a beast. He has not been a good player for like two years. He's crap. He's just a crap player now. As an in-game leader, he's mediocre. Um, he he's taken two of the most talented players in South America, North America, in Malv's case, 
and done absolutely nothing with them, shipped them off for all the players as soon as he could to bring back his old friend Taco. Like, I, I don't, yep. I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I think, I think Cold Zero has has ruined this team. I, I really do. I think that team had potential, and I think it was ruined by Cold Zero. That sounds about right. <laughs> you know what? I am with KNG's mom on this. KNG's mom wasn't a big fan of Cold Zero either. I'm with her. Okay. Thank you, Hashtag I'm with her. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about next roster. Uh, there's like still like four more moves we have to talk about. Uh, Fnatic. Oh, yeah. They have uh, officially signed Nikodaz. And- don't you mean Fantic? I fucking hate that shit. Fnatic officially signed Nikodaz and Roy. Um, Alex is on the bench. Poison's on the bench. So Crims, Mezzi, and the two Danes are what's left. Currently standing in for them in Pinnacle is Forrest. Yeah, this team... I hope they sign Forrest full-time. It wouldn't be a good move, I don't think. No, but who cares? It would be fire. Yeah, it would be cool as fuck. I don't actually. Would it be a bad move? I mean, it's obviously like not good long-term planning whatsoever. But I don't no, think signing Roy is particularly great long-term planning either. Um, Roy, Nikodaz, Mezzi, Crims, Forest. I mean, it could work. I mean, it would be. A, that's, it, like, it can't that, be worse than the prior lineup. Let's be real here. It cannot be worse than what teams they could build right now. I just, I don't see. I don't see the long-term progression for that team. I I don't really like the fact that Mezzi is in-game leading. Like, I get it, but I don't really like it because he was really good and now it's just going to it's gonna ruin him again. But whatever. Um, and I think it only makes sense if you can get a fucking superstar fifth. Like, you get a Yakinda, yeah, maybe be a JKS if we're going to go yeah, over it. Like, if you can get a fucking superstar... All right. You know who, I don't mind you know who, uh, you know who might have worked on this team? Brolan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he kind of would have. Um, yeah, like you need a, they need a fucking like, a, like a fragger. They need some like fucking 17 year old of the greatest mechanic. They need like bit two. They need monacy two. Like they need that, pl- like, and then, then I don't mind Messi in game leading, but you are not going to find. Maybe they are going to find a better player than Messi to fit to fill in as the fifth, but I doubt it. And then, like you're, like handicapping one of your best, like your best player. Let's be real. I think he's better than Nico Dos and Roy. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but you're handicapping your best player as an in game leader when you've got Crims, who's like forty five. Like surely, I, surely you should just let Crimson game lead. Actually, I feel like you should let Forestum game lead for right now, at least. Yeah, like maybe that's a good way to teach. I don't know. Has Forest ever in game led though? I feel like he's no, but he's. I feel like he plays Forrest, entirely off vibes. Uh, okay, but here's the thing: Forest is, and this is not an exaggeration, thirty three years old, <laughs> which in esports terms is ancient, right? Yep. He's played with a million in-game leaders. I'm sure he can IGL for a tournament at a not the worst level known to humankind. Yeah, but like nearly all of those in-game leaders have been exist. I guess he played... And, with, and yeah. Lecro. 
Yeah, exactly. Who also isn't an in-game leader. And like, technically Pronax. I mean, fine. But like that was <laughs> that was ten years ago. Look, Swedish Counter-Strike is kind of famous for being a bit like less about thinking and more about shooting. It's fanatic. And Forrest it, is like Forrest is like the. I, I I refuse to believe Forrest thinks about anything he does. He okay. plays entirely off instinct. Like he's that good. He doesn't need to. But like, I'm pretty sure he just like everything he does. He 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 almost couldn't explain. There's a guy um, who's a football pundit. A guy called Alan Shearer. You probably don't know him, but anyone who knows even vaguely follows football football will know him. He's the Actually, highest goal scorer in Premier League history. They have him as a pundit. He's fucking useless because what he did was so natural to him. He couldn't explain to you, like, oh, yeah, no, I just stood here. The ball came to me. I smashed it in. But why have you stood there? Because the ball was going there. How did you finish? I just smashed it in. So it's, it was so natural to him that he can't actually, like, it's really hard for him to explain how he does things, why it works, because he just did it. And I, I get the feeling Forrest is probably quite similar. He's like, well, I peaked him and I won the fight. Yeah, but why did you peak him? Because I was going to win the fight. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you had to kill him, didn't we? That's the point. I mean, I guess. Like, what, what, you, that's how I. That's how I, I think Forrest is like, and I don't think as an in-game leader, like maybe for an event, that's fine. And maybe yeah, that's what I'm, saying. I'm just saying one going, event. But I'm one I, event. I, I get the feeling he just wants to turn up, bring good vibes, and shoot some people. Like, maybe to I'm entirely fair, wrong. To be fair, I'm not sure that there's an issue with that either. No, maybe no, of course not. <laughs> I mean, it's worked for him so far. Yeah. Um, so speaking of those new players that moved over to Fnatic from the Copenhagen Flames, the Copenhagen Flames have, I think the technical word is bench. Uh, Yabby, Hooksy, and Zyphoon. Um, I think their their actual thing is they're trying to build a, a new team and they don't want to keep them because those players are way too good for them at this point. Um, like they're trying to make a new team. Those players should be on better teams. So they're trying to get them onto better teams, I think is what's... Well, like I mean, stuff. yes, but if nobody <laughs> wants them, how can yeah. you say they should be on better teams than you? They, like, so, so they wrote that they are hoping to find a new home for them. Yeah, because yeah, fine. Like they they want to cash in. I don't blame them. Like they've hit, they've, they're a, they're a very small org who've hit gold. They can't afford the wages that these players sh- should quote unquote be getting. Yep. Um, of course, they want to sell them. But if you can't sell them, you kind of you have to go. Well, I guess they're not actually too good for us. They're exactly yeah. where they're supposed to be. Uh, we may have more information about this next week, depending yes. on things Potentially. happening. Potentially. Because they might they might be sold. Yeah. Also, other things, but we'll, you'll you'll know about that ahead of time if that's if other things are happening. Um, okay, moving along. Some die young is currently standing in for Navi, which is a move yeah. that I have already forgotten about. Yeah, I keep I keep remembering. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. And then that's so, about as much as I can think about it. So we have we have like two pieces to talk about. Some die young standing in for Navi, because the reason some die young is standing in for Navi is because Boomich is no longer playing for Navi. Yeah. I, I, I kind of don't want to talk about this. Look, all I'm saying is, if you search his name on Twitter, don't open the images tab. That's that's what I'm don't, saying. Don't well, open the images, the images videos, tab. Just don't open that. Okay. I, I'm I'm fairly certain that we did a we did a TLDR Twitter thread. If you want to go read that and find out what it is, please go ahead. Uh, thank thank our fantastic tweet manager people that did it. Um, cool. We're not going to talk about the boomin thing, boomage thing. <laughs> 
Yes. It was, was it Chris Aquila? Okay, I thought it was Aquila who did the the thread. We have we okay. have two social media guys. Pixel Th- thank, thank your TLDR social media manager. Um, <laughs> Some die young though, standing in for Boomich because Boomich has departed the active lineup. Uh, so you know the the guy from Spirit that everyone was like, oh, where did he go? Uh, he, he's playing for Navi right now. <laughs> uh, Some die young is a decent player. That's like he's a role player. He will very rarely let you down. He he can play it like he, he he's kind of similar to Boomich in a way, in that he used to be a star player who became a bit more of a role player once he realized fucking everyone in this region is a star player. <laughs> like everyone in this region has star player mechanics. I'm gonna set myself apart by being the glue guy, being Scotty Pippen instead of Michael Jordan. So an interesting thing about the uh, the Sumday Young move is that Navi has been very upfront about this. Both Navi and Sumday Young have been really upfront about this. Um, they have said, I'm trying to find it. Oh, whether Victor Sumday Young continues to play for Navi in the future depends on his performance in the upcoming tournament. They are being not very secretive about the fact that Sumday Young may just stay with the team if he yeah. does well. Like well, if this works, he might just stay. They are somewhat limited in their pool of potential players. I thought it might be Hedrick who comes up. Um, and it might still be if someday Young doesn't impress. Uh, but like when you are say when you say you're not gonna take players from Russia and you're a CIS team. Yep. There's actually there's one other player who they might sign who we'll get to in a second. Because he's just left his team. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to figure there, there's some more things before that point. So we'll, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll bring come it back, back to that. Um, in the always interesting oceanic scene, uh, renegades who have been a mainstay for years and years and years. I just wanted to mention this. We don't need to talk about it. I wanted to mention it. I'm, um, so, renegades, I'm so annoyed by this move. Yeah. Have, who've have been a mainstay in the oceanic scene for years and years and years have sold their team over to order. I don't even know if it's sold. I order just now has the renegades roster, <laughs> yeah, just which used to, which, to be fair, <laughs> used to be the order roster. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just, it doesn't make sense. It's like, like, like I actually know that's a, can we try some different players at this point? Like, I don't know, man. I move yeah. so boring. It's just, yeah, it it's, it's not even super like insanely boring. It's just like, this makes sense. Yeah, I mean, sort of. It kind of doesn't make that much sense. I mean, well, Order just dropped all of their entire team like a couple weeks ago. Are Renegades going to sign them by any chance? Uh, probably. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, there's like two more moves. <laughs> yeah, we're big, close. Biggies. We're close. These these big are the two me. big. These are the two big ones. Would you like to Would you Ish. like to talk about the first one? Uh, I'm assuming the first one yes. is uh, yes. Marcus Kierby has returned from his hiatus and has joined Endpoint, which I kind of love. I kind of love this move for everyone. Oh, I I absolutely love this move. We were we've been saying for a little bit, right, that that Kierby is not going to go to a tier one team right away. That he's going to go to a tier two team and he's going to need to show everyone that he can still frag the fuck out yep. and absolutely destroy people, right? Yeah, and and let's see if he can. Like this is this is the this way. Is, this is the perfect team for a star player to prove them. Like so many players have gone to endpoint, been in this exact role, 
and come out looking better. Like Boros, for whatever you know, there's some weird shit going on there. But yeah, Boros looks good. Flamesy, Flames Ed, um, Messi, Messi. Yeah, uh, there's another one who, who escapes my mind. Like people come into this team with these core of players, they are given star roles because they're with role players. They frag the fuck out in tier two. They go to tier one events, get like a 1.15 because they're the best player on the team, and then they move up. Kiebi's coming back from hiatus. Everyone knows how good he can be. If if he's if he's not just all mouth, no trousers, if he's if he's seriously like back and like playing well and is grinding, he will frag out he will farm on this team. And then he will and he will eventually move up. Endpoint get a player who with a pedigree they normally would not be able to get. They get potential profit if he does play well, because you an on form Kierbi is worth a lot of money. He's an exceptional player when he's playing well. And Kierbi gets a good opportunity on a team that is built for him to succeed and and away from the spotlight a little bit. I mean not entirely, but it's not like North. It's not like Astralis, like he's slightly away from the spotlight. And hopefully he gets to farm some kills and be and like get back to the level of of quality player that he was before. Okay, but You're he didn't retire. Like he said, "Oh yeah, no, I'm retiring." He didn't fucking retire. He's back within like a year and a half. That's not a retire. That's a break. You you want to talk about the other move? <laughs> Your yeah. other invested move. So the other move, and the reason I, I brought this up about Navi is Entropic have dropped Lackey, who is a player that could potentially, he isn't Russian, but he does speak Russian, who could potentially be on Navi's radar, um, to bring in Mia, which I have a feeling this move has some sort of political undertone, like Lackey was the only non-Russian, maybe they're doing the opposite of Navi, where they're only signing Russian <laughs> players, because like you know, maybe he doesn't want to be... shame to Entropic? I think they're I don't I'm think they need joking. to make any I'm more joking. changes. Joking. This team's already good. Um, actually, we should probably talk. I don't think we did. We, we did talk about VP, didn't we? Um, and they've brought in Mia, who is like at his peak, a sensational player. At, at, at his peak, he is genuinely one of the most dangerous players in the world. He's a complete, he is a battering ram on the T side. He will open rounds up. He will close them down. Like whatever role you put him in, he is elite at it on the T side. His sense of timing is phenomenal on both sides of the map. He has like almost pixel perfect first bullet aim. He is he is a Swiss Army knife like Counter Strike player. He is superb mechanically, and he's clearly quite an intelligent player as well. The the only thing with him is that people is that there's rumors that he's a bit difficult to work with. Um, We'll we'll see if that flares up again because if he's if he fits into this team and they play around him, he's fucking brilliant. He's really good. Um, I think uh, there there's one more really really small move. I think that's it for the moves. I think we're finally done. Uh, you can see how long it's taking us to go through these moves because there's a lot. Uh, Lucky off uh, his Australis stint returned back to tricked. Um, which, the reverse Bubski. The reverse Bubski. Um, it's probably a cool move or something. I, I don't, 
I, like, I, I yeah. don't care. It's uh, more of just like, this happened. Yeah, um, I, I don't <laughs> care about this move. Like, I, I, right. either way, like, I don't really care if, if it's great for tricked, if it's bad. Like, it's a fine move. It's very similar to like every time a French player gets cut, they go and join what is now Falcons or the other one, Heat. So, yeah. ah, cool. Okay, I got one more. I got one more quick thing to talk about because I feel like it's important to talk about this. IEM Dallas was not the only tournament that happened in Dallas last weekend. Um, oh, ESL Impact, yes. ESL Impact happened in Dallas last weekend. I watched, I think, more ESL Impact than I did IEM Dallas because honestly, Dallas felt really boring to me. For the I watched of every it. single game of IEM Dallas, even if there was two at once. I would, I watched them both at once. I watched every single, every single game. Thank you, Mr. Nothing Robert. to do with the fact I was working at the event. Nothing whatsoever. <laughs> okay. So, me, point me bringing this up, right, is for a really long time, we have not had international women's Counter-Strike tournaments. It's been regionalized. It has been North American, and there's been Europe. And there's been two main teams, right? Or actually, North America, Brazil, and Europe. And we got to see all of them compete at this event, which was awesome. And we got to see that, as per usual, North America not as good (laughs) Um, uh so the team that if you are a if you just are getting into counter-strike or you only follow the men's pro scene right team you may know here is clg red um they are probably the biggest women's counter-strike team in the world uh they got third place they lost 16-1 to fury (laughs) if i remember correctly there's a lot of like heavy wins in the esl impact yeah in the women's scene a um, lot because I think the the difference because there's a lower player base, the difference between the good teams and the not so good teams is very pronounced. Yeah. Um. So teams here that you may have heard of, um, if not just for the name on its own, Attack has a female team. Um, Nigma Galaxy, who you may have heard of because uh, Vilga, Anna, and Twenty Three are all on it, who are very prolific players. Um, Furia's female team, who came in second place in this We're event, so much who, fun to watch, by the way. Who, if you, yeah, if you were like watching, <laughs> if you were watching the Dallas stream, you actually saw Gary and a bunch of the Furia players sitting in the front row and like running up to the stage in between rounds, cheering them on, which yeah. was awesome. Um, the the actual like. Having the event be there and watching it was a very, very cool experience um, to see, at least on stream, as I think the last women's tournament that we've realistically had was uh, DreamHack. Was it DreamHack Open something? Um, there yeah. was, yes. Uh, I, I cannot remember the name. It's It was called... It's not Game Changers. That's the Valorant thing. Um, uh, I can't remember. I, I, I should know because... Yeah, it's not DreamHack Impact either. It's, I wasn't it's, asked it's, to work it it's a It's a DreamHack tournament. Um, but basically, it's here now, and this is cool, and please give us more of this. That's my TLDR on this. This this was good. Please more. Yeah. Thumbs yeah. up. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's obviously a positive for, for all of these. It's a positive for a huge amount of reasons. And, and the fans and... Here's the here's the biggest positive reason for it for, because of me, for me is that Valorant has an actually absolutely massive women's scene, yeah. like huge. Like the second Riot made VCT, they've also simultaneously had Valorant Game Changers across regions. Right, people you also may know from Counter Strike, like Juliano, who was part of um, Xset previously, um, moved over to Valorant. It's good to see that at least ESL is kind of giving a shit. Um, about the state of women's Counter Strike, to a degree, yeah. um, to so some extent. Good. 
I'll, I'll take I, as much as much as I'd love more. I'll take what I can get for right now. Yep, absolutely. All right, that's all we got for this week. We will see you again next week. Um, I think we start our break soon. Um, it it exists. I don't know when it will be. We'll We'll be back next week. We should be recording during the first day of Blast Premier. We'll be recording during the first day of Blast. We'll we'll be able to recap that event in Dubai for some reason. We'll we'll know if Fnatic did or didn't win Pinnacle Cup, which they probably should. Actually, bigger there. It's not not complete. It's one of the best Pinnacle Cups I've ever seen. Big Fnatic Heroic MIBR Astralis Imperial Finest and party astronauts. No, 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 no. EG.PA. Yeah, party astronauts. Like, they, they are, they've, they've played three maps so far, and they're yet to hit double figures in one of them. So, yeah, it's okay. They'll get better, probably, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Mm. All right, follow us, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Retail there at Logan Raven at AZS. You can find us again next week on Wednesday. Uh, we will see you all then. Sure.